Yes. <laughs> Welcome back. We are at episode six of A Slice of Beef. My name is Angus Hout. Uh, I have a brand new guest on this week, but before we get to them, I'm going to have to talk about a couple other folks. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank Eric Priester for uh, curating the theme song for A Slice of Beef. Go check him out on YouTube at Eric Creaser. I'd recommend him as a great artist and great performer. Uh, make sure to check him out. And second of all, we got a uh, shout out to my friends at Grandma Bear's Home Baking. Go check them out, aisle seven of the Old Strathmore Farmer's Market. Go grab a butter tart. Tell them Angus sent you. And we are here with Jared Olahan. Welcome, my friend. I feel very welcome. Oh, I'm glad, because otherwise this would have been real weird without, uh, if you weren't welcome. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get rolling, uh, can we hear any uh, social medias you want to shout out, or Spotify, or anything fun like that? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, you probably bring the Spotify because I am uh, a musician. Um, I have a Spotify. It's Jared Olajan. I mean, I love it when people say Olahan because it's correct, but uh, Olajan is the perfect thing. Um, so, Olajan, J-A-R-E-D-O-L-O-J-A-N. That's the perfect place to uh, check out music. Uh, that's kind of stuff, but mostly romantic, sappy stuff. So if you're into that, perfect. You can also follow me on my social media, jared.olahan on Instagram. Um, that's kind of the only place I actually go on. Twitter is a write-off now. It's dead. I don't use Snapchat anymore. <laughs> and uh, screw Facebook. <laughs> yeah, thank you for not being a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many, like, boomer aunts and uncles that are on Facebook, and they do, like, all the perfect, perfect stuff where it's, like, they'll post, like, you know, comment if you love Jesus, ignore if you if you love Satan. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to ignore this regardless. <laughs> Oh, I love boomers and Facebook, man. Like, my dad, anyone from Alberta happens to be, like, the boomer demographic. Like, it doesn't matter how young you are. You're a boomer on Facebook if you're from Alberta. Oh, like, why are you so angry about everything, man? Just take it down a level, please, and thank you. Oh, and there's, there's like, some people my age on Facebook who love to do, like, really boomerish posts. Yeah. But they're all, like, really conservative people, so that's probably the reason I why. I think so. It's just, like... They, like, they're Canadians, and they're talking about guns, and they're like, I have my gun, and keep it. I'm like, Canada's gun control laws are established. You don't have a Second Amendment right yeah. <laughs> Take her easy there, Phil. We know <laughs> the truth. It's like, okay, less chill out, yeah. buddy. We gotta, we, we, hey, we, we don't have guns anymore. And I swear, if I see another Trump 2020 from a Canadian, I will find you, and I will slap you. <laughs> I will slap you so upright, <laughs> you will question your existence. <laughs> oh, thank God for Facebook sometimes. <laughs> Endless comedy. We thought it was stopping at mothers and minion meals, <laughs> but no, it didn't. Oh. You didn't park in front of the garage, did you? Maybe I think I did. Oh shit, we gotta move you. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, but we'll be right back. Well, we are back from moving Jared's car because that happens to be an issue right now. Um, all right. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Jared. Who are you? What are you about? Uh my name is Jared. Uh <laughs> that's really much that's that's a lot to know already. Um I 
am a native Winnipegger, um, except I was born into a uh, family where I was, uh, where I am half white and half Filipino. So while a lot of people would believe that I am a Winnipegger and I'm into hockey, I'm not. I'm actually, a, I'm actually one of the Manitobans that are into football, which is, uh, which there's a lot of us, uh, pre predominantly Filipino and really tall white folk who may or may not be entitled to many things. Um, I am a musician, like I play a bunch of different instruments. Um, the guitar is probably the main one, but I've been practicing the drums recently. Um, and that's a real fun one to try and navigate. Um, and I also play the bass and the keyboard and uh, a couple other weird instruments. Uh, and I write songs, and I mean, I've already shouted out my Spotify. Um, and yeah, I'm also uh, I'm also a youth pastor in training at uh, my church that me and my dad pastor at. And uh, that's a whole bunch of fun. And trying to navigate that and my dad as my boss and my mentor and my dad all at <laughs> once. So many different areas. So many different areas. Logan, I hear him. We are back for take number three. Hopefully, it should be the last time we should ever have to stop this podcast. We have to stop it again. I'm just going to up and leave and go to like a KFC dang that sounds fantastic yeah well kfc isn't as good uh here as it is in other places yeah where's, so, the, where's the best uh kfc i don't think i've actually had a good kfc in canada well it's like i also judge kfc based on like other chicken other chicken restaurants <laughs> so it's like my best kfc is popeye's chicken <laughs> oh popeye's this is the first person i've heard say that really yeah Popeyes, I think, is just a more superior chicken. You taste the breading on that, that's better than KFC any day. You try their chicken strips, now that blows any KFC out of the water. Wow. I love the boldness. Oh, I'll, t I'll tell people. It's kind of like uh, other theories that I have, like uh, like ice, ice in your pop drink that they give you. That's I call, I call that ice is a lie. Ice is a lot. Oh, because, oh, yeah, you had a huge issue with that just recently. Yeah, recently, I I went to McDonald's. I forgot to ask for no ice. I drink all of my drink, and I'm like, I drank this a little too quickly. So then I look inside. It's filled to the brim with ice. So they didn't <laughs> give me any soda. They just gave me a crap ton of ice. And I'm like, this is a problem, folks. And people were like, you should have just asked for no ice. And I'm like... You want to know what? They just can't be pricks. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Just, you know, throw a little ice in there, but not all of it. That's why like, you got you to gotta go for A&W, buddy. Oh, see, and that's why when I go to A&W, I appreciate it so much. Because it just, they don't give you ice because they're like, yeah, you're going to finish this drink in the time before it gets warm. Yeah. And that's the big thing. And I tell that to everybody. And they're like, but I just want ice in my drink. And I'm like, but you're wasting it. Yeah. But now you just got crappy water flavor at the bottom. It's not the same. That It's not the same. And it's like, even 10 minutes after you get your drink, it's going to start becoming more water. Yeah. Yeah. More watery, and you lose that carbonation way faster. And it's, if you just decided to go just raw, you would have been fine for 30 minutes. Yeah. It would have been nice, crisp, and cold. 
Or if you live in the Great White North where it's minus 40 all the time, holy. Oh, you could just put it outside for yeah. a couple minutes, buddy. Oh, you're you're all go. good, yeah. Our, rest in peace, Edmonton fans, for dealing with the cold. Oh, rest in peace, like, all of Western Canada. Because yeah. I saw the, the the Canadian report on it. Like, it was just red, 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 red. And it stops right before Manitoba. Yeah. And I'm like, this looks so weird. It's supposed to be the other way around. Right. Yeah, we're getting it, so. Oh, yeah, living the dream. Yeah, love it's, it. It's not like it's going to be different for us. No. Though. We're going to get it. We're going to be like, oh, man, we had this last winter. <laughs> Winnipeg still suffers. Winnipeg still suffers, but, but I think we're pretty prepared for it. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, a lot of people, when they think of, like, the worst places in Canada, like, weather-wise, think of Winnipeg. But really, people in Saskatchewan get it just as bad as we do, and we still call them pansies. Oh, yeah, no. Like, both both northern Alberta and Saskatchewan deal with it just as bad as you guys do. Whereabouts in Calgary, those guys are soft. Oh, no, they're soft. <laughs> oh, we had a Chinook, so it was really nice. <laughs> like, piss off with your Chinook. We don't care about your Chinook. <laughs> so, yeah, you just happen to have my plus 40 for a day and a half in January. I don't care. <laughs> Losers. We had a Chinook our entire... All of our snow is gone. We don't know what to do. It's, it's all underwater now. Hmm. Uh, screw off. <laughs> But they have the Saddle Dome, which is by far the worst stadium in all of Canada. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I want to say IG Field is a close second, but that's just because whenever I'm at IG Field, I just feel like this could have been better. Oh, yeah. No, no. Like, the Saddle Dome, there, if you go try to walk up to the nosebleeds at the Saddle Dome, you have to hire a Sherpa because it's just so poorly angled. <laughs> and he's like, you have to get yourself an oxygen mask to make sure you don't pass out. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And then you can almost touch the roof of the saddle. Oh. That actually scares me. Right? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but it looks like a saddle, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> because cowboys. <laughs> Listen, we all need a cowboy in our life. <laughs> I want to be a cowboy, baby. <laughs> that, is, that vine is just Alberta radiating. Like, oh to the max. I, I want to see if anyone's created a Vine compilation that describes all the Manitoban provinces. The Canadian provinces? Yeah, or Sorry, the Canadian provinces. There it is. See, yeah. Manitoban, that sounds like an Ontarian speaking Manitoba instead. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> no, no, I promise you, there's actually a Vine compilation of Albert, of Canadian provinces. Oh, that would be... You, you got, when, you, when you get home, everyone else, when you're done listening to this, please, Vine compilation of Canada. Oh, I'm I'm trying to think of what Manitoba will be. I I can't wait to watch this video to laugh it up. Yeah, see, and just because I'm selfish, I only remember the Alberta one. Oh my goodness. Uh, see, it'd be funny if it was just um, I don't know crime related, just because we all have so much crime here. Go to any city in Manitoba. They're like, except for like maybe Brandon. They're like in Brandon. It's just a bunch of old hoagies. Like, what's now, the worst thing they're gonna do? Steal something? Run away on like their their little walker yeah like yeah brandon's old people and college students yeah and they don't do a lot college students are too busy having anxiety about if they're going to pass university to go steal stuff the, oh old yeah people are too senile yeah that's ridiculous uh, or they're on tinder the entire time oh Ooh, yeah thanks. angus worked in brandon and had time to kill oh <laughs> <laughs> r.i.p oh man i when i worked for my for my hot tub company they have, like, the biggest jacuzzi store in all of the world is a brand. Really? Yeah, Creasy's. Why? Yeah. 
it's I don't know. Well, it's just like a bunch of old people with old people money, right? Uh, so they just want to go buy something. They're like, oh, I'll go buy a hot tub. Go buy a jacuzzi hot tub. So go buy one. And so I sometimes went into Brandon. I dude, I don't know why, but I just love the drive into Brandon off the one. Oh, it's so so relaxing. It's so relaxing because you just come down a big hill. It's like this ain't Winnipeg, folks. It's like I can see most of the city from here. It's not like when you're coming in into Winnipeg, it's like Oh, there's Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah, you're just there. You're just there. It's like you're being led into like a new a new territory. Yeah. It's like, it's, you feel safe because you're not in Winnipeg anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and there's and you don't have a thousand Mennonites in the thousand Mennonite communities that are surrounding Winnipeg. That is also true. Yeah. And like a thousand colonies of like Amish and Federate people that still exist. Yeah. What are you guys doing? How do you thrive? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I was about to name drop, but I'm not going to do that on the podcast. Well, I mean, if you want name drop, no, like I got 15 listeners. You can name drop all you want. Well, I was just going to make a nest joke. Oh, yeah. man, they escaped. <laughs> they escaped. There, are, I know so many people that escaped the Hutterite colony. You man. mean Hutterons? Hutter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember I was going to tell my friend that, but I haven't been able to. Busy playing hockey. Oh, oh! I'm not gonna say it's a very Hutterite thing to do because it's just a very Canadian thing to do. It's but, the most Canadian thing to do. But oh boy, to be Hutterites there on the colony, man! It was funny. One of the one of the colonies had enough money that they built themselves like a full gymnasium. What? Yeah, they rich, rich, right? So they they built a full gymnasium with like a full length basketball court and like a couple volleyball courts. And my friend said he went back to the colony. He was like, yeah, they have like this full gymnasium. I basically spent the entire day doing that. And I'm like, what? I'm like, and then there was a like news like a year ago that there's a Hutterite community that wanted to buy out McDonald Manitoba or something of that nature. Or like some like small community that has like 12 people that like, they were like, yeah, we just want to buy it out because we want our own town. Man, okay, but like those Mennonites, or like not Mennonites, those Hutterites are sneaky. Like they're A, really cheap, and then they just get their kids to steal stuff. Mm-hmm. Like my grandma works at the farmer's market in Edmonton, and like Hutterite kids will just go and steal stuff, and she'll catch and be like, You can't do that. And I'll be like, Oh, but my mama told me to do this. Or they'll just play stupid or just speak just old German and like, No, you know what you're doing. Give us our stuff back and think. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, they some sneaky stuff. And what's even better is like they have like an untold dress code. Yeah. And I love it. I see it all the time. And this is how I distinguish Hutterites and Mennonites. Because Mennonite guys, they're starting to slowly, especially the ones who are still in the colonies, they're starting to like slowly change their stuff. They're always wearing suspenders. That's yep. one thing. Always. And, and and that's a Mennonite staple. It's not Hutterite. It's, it's Mennonite. But Hutterites, what they'll have, they wear plaid shirts, plaid shirts, blue, green, red, doesn't matter. It has to look like it's from Walmart. And then they wear black pants or blue jeans. And then what specifically makes it really interesting is that they'll always wear near the same black jacket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? I see them all wear it. Even the ex-Hutterites are still doing it. Yeah, man. Those things gotta be toasty because everyone in there, yeah. And it's like it's easy to tell between a Mennonite woman, a Mennonite woman, and a Hutterite woman. But the guys, it's a little more different. Yeah. But once, as soon as you see that black jacket, 
You know. You know. I'm like, oh, they're straight from the fallen. Or oh, if they're boy. driving a brand new F-150. Guaranteed, they are hutterite. Oh, man. I've seen a, I've seen a bunch of them drive uh, a Suburban. Rule? Weird. Man, that must have thrown you off. Like, what century did I land in? <laughs> it's like they were driving a Suburban. Like, I think three of the of the Hutterong families I know, they all drive Suburbans. And I'm like, is this just a Hutterong thing? Like, <laughs> like, are you just too poor to go for the F-150? So you went for a Suburban because you need to carry around your large-ass family? Oh. <laughs> uh. Or you'll occasionally see them in like an old Astro van. You're like, how many kids you manage to pile in there, and how many did you leave at home? <laughs> it's like, how many kids did you legally fit in there? How many kids did you illegally fit in there? <laughs> oh, Hutterites! Oh, Man, I love the ites of this province. The ites <laughs> of this province make me so happy sometimes. Just so wild. Because they could be sometimes the butt end of jokes. I mean, like, uh, CHVN tried. No, it wasn't CHVN. It was. Uh, it was Bob ninety nine. They made a joke about penners. They were like, "We have a lot of those," and I'm like, "Yeah, we do." <laughs> yeah, there's like four family names in this province, especially in the Bible Belt of the province. You got your penners, Geatsbricks, Weebs, and there's one that starts with F. Oh man, um, who's the F? Oh man, because I I can think of like. I can think of a lot of Remples. Oh, Remples is a big one as well. Remples a big one. I Rhymer. Rhyme. Oh, Rhymer. I knew a couple of Rhymers. Um, like Hildebrand's another one. Hildebrand. Any of like the Mans, like Barkman. Oh yeah. And like things like that. Like that's really Hutterite. Or not? That's really Mennonite. Mennonite. Like you go to Steinbach, you look at all their street names. Just a bunch of like Mennonite last names. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh. Man, it just makes me so happy that they just like, you know where we're going to move from before like Nazi Germany takes over? Manitoba, Canada. <laughs> Do we know why? No. I'd have mice farmland. All right, everyone head on the boat. Load her up. It's funny. Like, you think just really anybody who moves here, I have no clue about why you'd want to move. Here. Okay, so I actually listened to like a thing on why people move to the West because otherwise it's a shithole and no one wants to be here. Mm -hmm. But it was five dollars to like get yourself a section of land. Oh. Most people had forty dollars so they could get themselves two sections of land. Yeah, so that was basically it. And then like the Canadian government was like, let's take let's do photos in the summer of this place and not the winter. <laughs> and then everyone showed up. We're like, "Yay, we built a house!" And then, like a month later, like, "Oh, we were not prepared for minus eight thousand. <laughs> and then everybody adapted, and now we have. Yeah, we do. And it's to me, it just not even like in those days. Like in those days, you could trick people. Yeah. Nowadays, you're not tricking people, and you're like, "Hey, Manitoba, it's a really nice place, but." gonna deal with negative 40 in the winter and then plus 38 in the summer. summer it's like we we have mood swings harder than a girl on her period it's insane oh yeah no it, it's it's rough it's i i just don't understand some people like some some of my filipino friends i ask them and like why their parents moved to winnipeg it's like it's not like you're getting paid better here no for the most part it's like they don't come from rich families so it's not like like you're not leaving the riches of the Philippines to come to the riches of Winnipeg, Manitoba. <laughs> Moving from the Philippines all the way to the Tuxedo. Yeah, it's like, 
No, you're not doing that. You're moving to the Maples or, or like, somewhere else, like Amber Trails, where there <laughs> happens to be a plethora or a lack of white folk and a plethora of Asians. It doesn't matter what kind. It's funny, man. You guys just gather as a group. They gather so hard. It's, like, especially the, the Indian population. Oh, man, those guys gather harder than anyone else. In the summer, you go to any park in, like, North Winnipeg, you're going to just find a bunch of, like, old Indian guys and, like, they're really nice, um, they're really nice, like, cloth, flowy clo- clothes and, and their turbans. You're just going to see a bunch of old, a bunch of them as old just sitting around talking. You're going to see the, the woman in another area talking. You're going to see all the kids on the play structure playing. And it's like, you just see so many of them. And it's not bad. Like, I actually really enjoy it. Because yeah. I'm like, hey, they act, they're actually doing something I wouldn't do. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, it's like the old white farmers going to McDonald's or Chicken Chef for their coffee first thing in the morning. Just talking about the same things they talked about yesterday and they talked about 10 years ago. But if you break their tradition, holy, you'll just watch the decay of society with them. Oh, yeah. It's like if I like to tell people, if you ever want to go on like a morning date, you just don't want any like cringe of like kids or just cringy teenagers, like 10 o'clock in the morning at a McDonald's. Perfect. What do you got there? old white folks and they just don't give a damn no they don't or they really give a damn because their order got messed up oh man yeah yeah that's true another one is perkins perkins oh perkins it's and it's like perkins from the u.s to canada you can tell how different they are not based on the food because the food's the same but you just look at the outside just every perkins in the u.s has this big u.s flag that's like probably bigger than someone's house. <laughs> if it fell on someone's car, they're definitely dead. <laughs> and then you come to Canada. We have a pretty like decently sized Canadian. Flag. Yeah. It's like Perkins is supposed to be this patriotic thing in the U.S. <laughs> and we bring it here and we're like, yeah, we come here for pancakes after <laughs> seven. <laughs> okay, but that's the one thing I love about American patriots. Like, uh, I drove through the five five northern states. So it was North Dakota, Minnesota, Michigan. And two others, I don't remember. But I love the fact you could drive into a like a decent sized town, and you'd find this like American flag, and it's for some crappy company that you've never heard of, and it's probably the size of like a, a block. Yeah, and you're just like, how did you guys afford that? Like, I love the patriotism. Or you go into their Home Depot, and just like every aisle, American flag, American flag, American flag. Like, dang, we only get this way about Canada Day, and when we win an Olympic gold. That's true. And it's also only Winter Olympic golds. We tend to never care about the Summer Olympic golds. No, no. We get excited when, like, we have one guy do something cool. And the other is like, eh. And then it's like, when it comes to the winter, though, we're like, we're winning everything, yeah. boys. <laughs> and then we lose, and we all get up in arms about it. Man, like, I was in New Zealand for the last Winter Olympic. And, like, I was heartbroken when we lost the uh, curling I was like, I, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. <laughs> what do I do? Kiwi friends, do you care? And they're like, no, we, we just barely sent a team. We didn't even expect them to do anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> this has wrecked my nationality for a couple of years. <laughs> Man, because 
Curling, that's a, that's a really interesting one. That's a rural sport. Oh, yeah. That's small town community. But it's so funny because everybody in Canada, although it's a very small town thing, seems to love curling as soon as you get around, like, the bigger curling events. Oh, yeah. No one gives a damn when it's just a regular day-to-day. But if Canada's going for gold in curling, we're all like, oh, man, you better sweep that ice real good. Even Briars, man. Like, oh, man. I love getting together with, like, with, like a group of people and then discussing what the next shot is. They're like, no, 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 you have to shoot like this. Otherwise, it's game over, man. Like, it's, I have had some heated debates. It's such an interesting sport to get into and to, like, think about. But, man, do I just freaking love curling sometimes. My grandparents love it when the briars are on. They just have it on, on like, on at home all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm like, wow. And, like, Manitoba was, was like, the Canadian national team at some point. They were, but Alberta's taken that pride for, like, the last 18 of 20 years. Yeah. I was, well, what's her name? Jennifer Jones. Yeah. Like, she did, she carried us for so long. And then now it's, I'm pretty sure she lost and Manitoba didn't win. So now we're back to square one. We're yeah. like. What's Manitoba going to be good for? <laughs> oh, we, yeah, you guys have nothing. There's nothing in this province. <laughs> and I think that's why Manitoba is such a good place to come home to. Because there's really nothing. It just humbles you. It just humbles you. Like, there's, there's not really much else you're going to get from Manitoba. No. Like, you, I tell this to people. They say, I want to leave, I want to leave Manitoba. I want to go to different places. I'm like, okay. If you go to Vancouver, you're going to go bankrupt. You're going to end up moving back to Winnipeg. Yeah. Go to Toronto, it's going to be the same, same thing. It's like, okay, maybe move out to Halifax, St. John's. I don't know. No, but you're going to be broke because there's no jobs out there. Yeah, it's like, what do you, like, you better have something lined up out there. It's going to make it, make it or break it because yeah. it's like, holy crap. But if you come to Winnipeg, it's like you have a decent housing market. You, you have jobs that, like, everywhere somehow. And now it's like, what like you just have everything you need in Manitoba. Go travel all you want, but I'm not gonna lie, Winnipeg is probably the best place to come home. And I'm gonna say like anywhere in the prairies except for Calgary. If you feel good, yeah. you come over, you're like, oh, I'm here. Like I went from Edmonton, I was like, I need to go back to Winnipeg. That place wasn't bad. It's like Edmonton Junior. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Like you? What else could you really? improve on in winnipeg aside from like making it more luxurious really like, nothing at this point because it's like the right now they're building up the outlet more and they're bringing in like a porsche dealership they already have the mercedes-benz and and an audi dealership and they're getting all these like really designer places but like take that all away you still have like the bare bones of winnipeg and everybody seems to enjoy that yeah like you might lose a couple asian people who are just going to go off to edmonton anyways or vancouver and they'll be yeah like, they're just going to Basically, they're all the people who go to the U of M. They're like, I want an Audi and, or I want a Mercedes Benz. They're just going to move somewhere else, and that's fine. Go and, go and move. The rest of us are okay with our Dodge Grand Caravans from 2007. Oh, and our, love it. And our, <laughs> and our Civics and everything in between. Oh, yeah. Okay, but like the one thing that like always bothered me about moving from of Edmonton to here is like not everyone drives an F-150 or bigger. Yeah, that's true. Not everybody does. I mean, once you get outside of Winnipeg, it starts to become a little more of a reality, but even then, they yeah. still choose to go for like the smaller cars. Most people, 
I've noticed in Manitoba, if they're a family person, it's just straight to the minivan. Oh, yeah, straight minivan. Or multiplating um, malls. There's something about this province in multiplating malls. Oh, man. You start driving around, you're going to see them. Oh, no, it's true. One of my old coworkers got a Jeep. Yeah. And, like, he showed it off at work. He took us for a spin in it. And, of course, it's manual, right? Yeah. Because, see, this guy is just so into cars. I'm like, but that's true. Like, golfs. We had a customer that came in. He's from Morden. And the guy drives a white golf. So whenever he would come in, my coworker would just talk with him for an hour <laughs> out of his work day. It's just like, so how's the golf? They just talk about cars and about being Mennonite because they're both Mennonite. And I'm like, okay, you get to spend an hour talking about that. I'm back and I'm in the back fixing tubs. Yeah. You could be helping me right now, but I'm going to let you do that because I'm a good friend. Yeah. Also, customer service is super important. We have to discuss stupid things. Absolutely. But you want to know what? Y'all enjoy that. I'll be back here slaving away on yeah. this tub. If I talk to a Filipino, oh, we're in trouble. Oh, we're in trouble. If I get some random, like, white, modernized Filipino in the in the store, you already know I'm going to be talking to them for a bit. Oh, yeah. Hey, so what is it like being a white Filipino? Because, like, A, you stand out way more than anyone else to start with. Yeah, in either of my groups, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, what, what's, the, what's the cultural difference there? Let's, oh, let's hear about that. Um... Being, well, growing up, I really didn't embrace my Filipino side at all. I kind of embraced it because I'm like, haha, I'm not like you white kids. <laughs> but it's like, I never embraced it fully. Um, once I got into like grade school, I had some Filipinos around me. So I was like, okay, like, yo, what's up? I'm, I'm kind of like you, but I'm not really like you. Um, and it was just really, it was just really weird because I never really embraced that side. I was, my dad never taught me any sort of Filipino language. So I never got to communicate well with any of like the older people, but it was just kind of cool to be able to say like, Hey, I have a different culture than you. And like, be able to say like, yeah, it's not from this country. Yeah. It's actually from a different country. And I know a little bit about it. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, what, what, what's the, what's the best Filipino dish? Oh man. Um, I've had a lot. Um, I think for me, it's probably got to be one of the staples, and it's going to be uh, either pork or beef adobo. Now, if you've never had pork or beef adobo, let me tell you. Um, it's basically, what they do is that they they bring, like, beef and, like, peppercorn and a bunch of other shite just into this pot. Like, bay leaves and peppers and things like that, and they just let it stew, basically. And they put in like adobo peppers and things like that. And so what happens is that the broth really thickens. And what you get is just like this really soft meat with this very like strong pepper taste to it. And some people it sounds really weird, but to me, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I've had it once and I had, like I worked with a Filipino for a little while and he just like brought a big crock pot and he's like, you guys have to try it. Oh man. But he had, like, the soup bone in, and then he just, like, sucked the marrow right out of it. Like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Like, Filipinos love to use absolutely everything. Yeah. We have a couple dishes. One is called bulalo, where literally the whole entire premise of the dish is that it's a noodle dish that the broth is mainly comprised of beef. Dang. And it tastes delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious, because, like, that's the thing. 
you don't realize how good it is to have some of those beef bones in there. Oh, like, man. It, and it's like, yeah, like growing up Filipino or half Filipino, it was like the main part of the culture was the food. And I would tell people all the time, I love rice. And I mean, I do. Like, I'll literally just sit down and have a bowl of rice. And I will just eat it straight white rice. Not your crumbly kind, not your dry kind. No. Like, I'm talking about rooster brand jasmine rice cooked in a, either boiled in a pot, or you make that stuff with, um, what do you call it? With, uh, with a rice cooker. And you just sit down, you eat it. I used to. I used to only be able to eat rice with butter, which is delicious. By the way. Yes, it is. But now I eat it just straight. And my dad taught me how to eat it with my hands. Oh, dang. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, I'll just eat a bunch of things with my hands now. And I'll just tell people, yeah, just be embracing my Filipino culture. <laughs> okay. You ever do like a little bit of brown sugar on the rice? Oh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You this know what? There's very... actually a Filipino dish where they'll basically just like, um, they'll mix like rice and then like milk and then like like hot chocolate powder or just like chocolate in general and like mix it all together. It's called champarado. It tastes so good. You put like you make that stuff. You add a little bit of sugar into it. That stuff tastes so primo. Like people are like, oh, it just tastes like a chocolate porridge or like it seems like a chocolate porridge and it is but it's so good so much better than that <laughs> dude i i don't know how else to explain it it's so delicious man okay that's the one thing i'm jealous of is like other cultures because like i grew up with white people food and that was about it <laughs> your meat and potatoes first. oh I, that's how i grew up so we're having pork roast tonight oh cool for the 13th day in a row <laughs> love it mom and dad thank you <laughs> Ooh, spaghetti with just butter and a little bit of meat sauce. <laughs> yes. I love... Okay, so, like, I had a first date with a girl one time. Uh -huh. And I was like, yo, so we're going to have a hot Italian sausage and some spaghetti. She assumed spaghetti with meat sauce. No. I made spaghetti with butter. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest meal on earth. Don't even deny it. She's like... Like, I almost lost her right there. Oh, my god! Luckily, she liked me for a little bit longer, but she's like, you're the most ridiculous human on earth. <laughs> it's delicious. Get off my case. Man, and it's like, I grew up with both sides of the of the food spectrum, right? Yeah. And because of it, um, I've gained a big respect for, for, like, Filipino dishes and for some white dishes. Some white, some white dishes I will just... Chow, I'll just chow down on. I think the one white dish that Filipinos don't do a lot of pork chops. Oh man, good pork chops, love them. Oh, love me a good pork chop. Do that up with a mushroom sauce. Oh, primo, primo, a cream of mushroom. That's another thing. Cream of mushroom is very delicious. Yeah, and people people sleep on it. Um, there's a lot of Filipinos I know that like cream of celery, and I'm like, bruh, the cream of mushroom is so much better. Yeah, there's so much more taste in that. Oh, I know. And then you like, and cream, cream of mushroom with any meat somehow just enhances things. It's like cream of mushroom with chicken, cream of so mushroom good. with pork chops. Like I haven't, I need to try cream of mushroom with like steak. Oh, is that, is that worth the try though? I want to see if it's worth the try. Like it might be, it seems like I genuinely would actually enjoy that. However, would it ruin the steak? I don't know. I'm gonna put good money on that that wrecked steak. Oh man, maybe it would actually. If the steak is that salty, no, maybe you're right. 
Yeah. Like, do do we need to call up Gordon Ramsay? Be like, hey, mushroom soup with right with the steak? With steak? <laughs> Question mark. Well, you want to know what? Gordon Ramsay also tends to get mad at like the simplest of food decisions. Yeah, but like he also perfected steaks, so. I mean, that's also very. You true. get the right to kind of bitch at everyone. Yeah, that's pretty true. And Gordon Ramsay. Legend. Legend. Love him. It's like, he has, I love both sides of his persona, where you have the one side where he's an angry guy who just knows food. But then there's the other side where he's just this calm guy who loves food. Yeah, but like him with little kids versus like people in Hell's Kitchen, night and day. And oh, it's, it's like, so beautiful. damn. Well, even seeing him on Hot Ones, that was so funny. Because he was talking about all these different methods that he's learned over the years to calm spice. And I'm like, yeah, of course this guy would have learned that. White cracker, tasting <laughs> food from all around the world. He was like bringing out like bananas. He's bringing out like lime. I'm like, what the? Of course you would learn that. Yeah. Well, classic British people just stealing everyone's culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you have here? Oh, it's going to be in our museum now. <laughs> Oh wait, wait, wait! You can't take, you can't take that. That's that's ours. Nope, it's mine now, and we're gonna we're gonna display it as yours, so you are more known about this. Yeah, dude, I had a, I was listening to a podcast the other day that brought that up, and I was like, oh boy, I was like, that's pretty, that's a little too real for me. Oh yeah, British people, I make jokes about them so much. I have this one friend, his dad is Indian. But he was born in in uh, Britain. I, I'm pretty sure he was born in Britain. And he just has this really nice British accent. Sometimes he attends our church. Sometimes he does our Bible reading. So it sounds like sounds like heaven. Yeah, yeah, it's real formal. Yeah, but man, do I love goofing on this guy about anything British. So, like, I'll send him, like, memes of, like, the queen being angry and, like, just saying when, uh, when, uh, when British people see the sign or in miles per hour instead of like crumpet fruit tea biscuit. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why it makes me laugh so hard, but I think it's just because it's in the context of my friend. Oh, yeah. British. Then he'll send it back. He sends like an angry beaver, and it's like when they see miles per hour instead of moose per maple syrup. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> you leave our fine country alone there, sir. I'm like, Hey, you may be the reason we're around. Screw off. Yeah. <laughs> there might be only 35 million of us, but we'll take you down. We'll take you down. You're going to leave the EU anyways. Yeah. We're all against you. <laughs> oh, Brexit. We could have left you for the Nazis, and then who'd be laughing? Idiots. <laughs> <laughs> we saved it until America had to step in. Do you want to know what? We did so much in that first world war. We could have, if we went out of that first world war, you would have been dead. Yeah. France, gone. gone. <laughs> France is now Germany in this timeline if we didn't do anything. Oh. But no, we had to follow the monarch. Nope, it's the monarch. I mean, God bless the queen. But. Okay, the fact that she's still driving a Range Rover at like 94 years old. Legend. Legend. This is why P this is why she's still the queen. Yeah. Not because she holds any power over us, but just because she's just so badass <laughs> sometimes. Like you kind of think she like Loki trains every day just so she stays strong and healthy. 
man. You look at that woman, you're like, she's probably like 74, 75. No, 94. No, 94. It's like, whoa. But have you seen like the picture of of her, of Prince Philip in like the car? Oh my gosh. So Prince Philip was in the hospital over the Christmas break. And he was coming back to Buckingham Palace. They took a picture of him. That dude looks like a walking virus. Oh, does he? he just this like, it's like, oh, <laughs> and it's like green. I'm like, what? What is up with this guy? He looks like he's on like the doorstep of death, but like even like with already one foot in the grave, and it looks like he's just trying to keep it together. <laughs> no, it's just like the alien, it's the alien like, stuff is starting to wear off. He can't <laughs> quite keep it together. There's a secret word for like the aliens. So. Oh, the the lizard. The lizard. The people. lizard overlords are slowly <laughs> starting to reveal themselves as they age. Yeah. Oh Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on us. <laughs> <laughs> there are some of those nobles, man. They freak me out. Like the like, what's his name? Prince Andrew. Like, oh man, did you listen to that interview? Oh, dude, he's so. I'm like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Just man? so disconnected from reality, and just like, just like makeup lies the entire time. Like he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't actually wear that when I'm out because I really only dress formal. It's like, here's 10 pictures of you wearing that exact same outfit at another night. <laughs> well, it was really only for this time. Really for like, this time. And, you know, they could have photoshopped me in the picture. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that was for like, what, 2004? Do you think people are that good at Photoshop? Like regular people were that good at Photoshop. No. No, it's like, even look at like bad ads back in the day. It's like, that wasn't even good Photoshop. Yeah. You knew. Yeah, like, you knew you did it. <laughs> oh, that's the... He's, like, the black sheep of that family. Oh, absolutely. And then you, have, then you have Prince... Uh, oh, is it Prince George, the next one in line, or is that Prince Charles? So, oh, Charles is technically next in succession. Uh, he's the old dude, but if we're talking about, like... Okay, no, we're talking about Charles, like, old dude? Old dude, big... Old dude. Everybody in England hates that. Oh, yeah. They just call him a wanker. Well, like, oh, you wanker. <laughs> That's one of my favorite, or you're a knob. Oh, dude, like, some British, like, just the way that British people can insult people, it's amazing. Yeah. And it, it's, like, really, you just add, just add, like, an explicitive in front of anything you're about to say. And then say, absolute, you absolute yes. fucking donkey. <laughs> Love that. And it's, like, Oh, wow, I feel like I've just been absolutely destroyed by something that really doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's Aussies. And so, like, there's two different kinds of... Sorry for everyone listening. I'm going to say the C-word again, so shut off your radio for two seconds. You're either a good cunt or you're a fucking cunt. Oh, my god. And gosh. you don't want to be a fucking cunt. <laughs> like, and, like, when I was in Australia selling PayPal tickets, I got one of the effing cunts. I was like... <gasps> That hurts no. so bad. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well, it's also, like, uh, Susan, when she was working at oh, camp. Oh, my goodness. So Susan was one of the leaders at camp in the year that I did, uh, that I did, um, the leader program. And I just, I did, I wondered why Susan didn't come back, because Susan was great. Susan, Love Susan. Susan was a legend. But... <laughs> It was funny because they told me the year after why she didn't come back. And I laughed my ass off when I heard. Because why she didn't come back was because she called the kid a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but for those of you who don't know, calling a kid a pussy in New Zealand, where she's from. 
is is it's like you're being a scaredy cat. <laughs> when I was down in New Zealand, I heard a kid just like, "Stop being a pussy." I was like, "You can't say that, kiddo. Like that's not okay." And everyone's like, "What are you freaking out about?" Like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I forgot you could say that here." <laughs> See, and it's funny because in most contexts here. Whenever you have like a bros, like, you stop being a pussy, bro. It's like it's it's the same concept. Yeah. We just can't say it. <laughs> but when you have a woman saying that to some little kid in a camp, <laughs> oh, oh, I loved it. She was oh man, like and she's from Redneck, New Zealand. So I visited her family. Yeah. And like they're just ripping on Asian, like Chinese Asians the entire time. Oh my like, god. Like you guys are still racist, but you're still so open about it. This is so awkward. <laughs> And like down there, they can say retard, no problem. Like, yo, what? <laughs> it's like, here, we got rid of that like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no matter if in our friends group behind closed doors, we're saying those stuff. It's like, there, you can, you hear it from like the mouth. Retard! You do? And it's like, oh, that's funny, but holy cat. <laughs> it's like, why does this feel so wrong yeah. and so right <laughs> all at the same time? New Zealand just doesn't care. I love that place. Oh, man. New, I would love to go to New Zealand because it's, I was talking to my friends. They all love doing like accents and impressions. And there was one night uh, on our group chat, we were just sending back and forth stupid impressions. And one of them was doing Indian. And, I, and then I was like, the only thing I can do is like an Australian accent. And even then, it sounds really like Kiwi-ish. Yeah. Well, so the one thing I realized if I want to do Kiwi accents, I got to sound like I'm having a bit of a stroke and then throw on an Aussie accent. So I was like, hey, uh, fuck, I can't even do it anymore. I got really good at it. So like, they didn't think it was good, but in my heart, I knew it was good. <laughs> it's like, really, if you want to nail it, uh, Kiwi, I just really nail the, uh, um, it's the IT thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you just really nail that, he's like, hi. Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, hey, dude. He's, yeah. And he, like, really, like, like held back, kind of, like, high-pitched voice. Me and, uh, me and an Aussie at camp this year were doing it all summer. <laughs> it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, they're so soft-spoken. No. Like, yeah. even their deep, manly voice are like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're right here. Yeah, and and I just love, like, when we had the Kiwis at camp that one year, it was hilarious just because whenever they would say anything with an E, it was an I. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, we're going out to the dick. Yeah, we're going out to the dick. <laughs> so, like, when I was down there, I was talking about the guys, like, yeah, we're going to get some dick chairs and have some drinks. Like, what in the hell did you just say, sir? <laughs> I'm really scared. It's like, that's a... Uh, you can swing that way if you like, but me? No, no way. dick cheers, please. <laughs> or teddy bears, titty bears. <laughs> oh, and when they said that the first time I was on the floor, I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> yeah, what, titty bear, Kip? What? What? Sorry, we don't allow that here. <laughs> oh. oh. Kiwis, man, they, I think I like them a little more than Australians. Oh, no. Oh, by far, my favorite people in the world, Kiwis. Australians are dicks. Yeah, they can be pretty dickish at times. Yeah. There are some Australians where I met them and I'm like, oh, you're pretty sweet. But then but you get them in their own country, it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, you're Americans with a funny accent. Get out of here. Yeah. And But then you have, like, Kiwis. I don't think I've met a Kiwi I disliked. No, like, you can't. I Even really... while I was down there, I was like, man, all these people are just so nice. Well, it's like, 
he it's like New Zealand, Canada, and Scotland are on like the same realm. Yeah. Where like everybody thinks we're one thing, but we're not. So then when we go to those different countries and we say we're this, they're like, oh, I actually relate with you. Yeah. Because like New Zealanders, I don't know how many times I've met a New Zealander with other friends and they're like, oh, are you from Australia? He's like, no. And I'm like, no, he's actually from New Zealand. And like, I just pick it up from the accent, right? Yeah. And they're like, oh, how'd you know? I'm like, oh, it's because you don't know how to pronounce your E's. <laughs> <laughs> and then like with Scottish people, I mean, my older sister's in Scotland right now. He told me how when she first went there, everybody thought she was American. And then she was like, no, I'm actually Canadian. And they're all like, oh, thank God, you actually, like, we understand you. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. Like, when I was in Australia selling stuff, they're like, so what part of the state? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm from Canada. And, like, you can't get that wrong. Like, that's the same thing. I was like, how would you like it if I called you a Kiwi? Oh, you can't do that. I'm like, then don't call me an American because I'll start a fight here. Now go find some maple leaves and throw them on you. Yeah, like, the whole thing with people saying that Canada's really just America, I'm like, go screw yourselves. Toronto is America. Toronto's America. You go any, uh, maybe Vancouver. Vancouver's just soft. Vancouver's just really weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Vancouver has, like, the consumerism of the U.S. with, like, really weird Canadian stuff. Man. And then, like, also a ton of, like, Chinese. Oh, yeah, well... We call that Hong Town, or we call that Hong Kong Junior for like for a reason. Oh yeah, it's like if you're a Honger, you're definitely from uh, you're definitely from that uh, region yep. of, this, of, of this fine country. Oh. And then like you get to, you, I guess even Calgary isn't like Calgary is super. Cal well, it, Edmonton for sure is definitely super Indian. Yeah, I mean like, but you just go to any part of this country other than like the two major cities, and you just don't feel so America. Like, you feel like you're in... Like, you're like, this feels like it could be America. But yeah. it's definitely like not no, America. not at all. There's, and, like, just those little friendly tidbits. That's where you find it all. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember being down in the States at, like, a Wendy's. And I was ordering. And the people there were just, like, a-holes. Yeah. And, and, like, they just didn't really give a crap. Like, my dad was trying to small talk them. And they were just, like, having none of it. But then, like, you come to Canada... You go to a Wendy's, you small talk those people all the time. It's like there's a Wendy's near my place. There's a sweet Jamaican woman that works there. She's the absolute bomb.com. I love talking <laughs> with her when I'm there. So it's like just like the small things, especially in the customer service like Canada and the US. It's, it's so night and day. And even um, in the US, it's so hard to just like talk to people on the street or talk to people like in line and stuff like that. So you're just so one track minded. But, like, in Canada, like, you can do it whenever you want. Oh, yeah, you can just have a conversation. Like, when I was I was in New Zealand and just kind of bumming around, and this woman from Nanaimo heard me talking. Are you Canadian? Like, yeah. And so we, like, just very Nanaimo, very Albertan people, but, like, had the conversation of just common connections. Like, yeah, tell me about where you're from. Tell me. Like, just, you love it because you feel all proud about it. Like, yeah, this is home. I love it. Yeah. Like, it's it's amazing how Canada, it feels like home, not when you're here, but, like, when you have those common connections with Canadians. Yeah. It's, like, we have, like, things here that we don't really have in other places that just make it so Canadian that when we're away from Canada and we just connect with someone, yeah. it's, like, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, when you talk, when you shit talk Tim Hortons with other Canadians when you're away from home, you're like, 
I could really go for a double-double, but man, is that ever the worst copy in the world? They're like, yeah, I feel that. Like, yeah, I love you. <laughs> oh, you know what? It's true. It's yeah. it's so true. Like, But what's even worse is when other countries try to take something from me. Yeah. Like, we are really good at taking, like, things that are from other countries and making it. Yeah. And, like, just making it, like, passable. Yeah, or, like, like you, you, you give it the Canadian stamp. Yeah, you give it the Canadian stamp, right? Like, Popeye's in the States is way better than Popeye's in Winnipeg. But you want to know what? I think Popeyes in Winnipeg still tastes better than KFC in Winnipeg. Dang. Yeah, dude, it's insane. So it's like there are some things that are like that. But whenever you take something Canadian and you bring it somewhere else, it's never going to be good. No. Like there are places in like northern U.S., like Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, like all those places. Yeah. Like they'll try and do like a poutine, but it's it just tastes it just tastes so bad. I'm like, this does not taste good. Like, yeah. this is supposed to be an easy recipe. How are you messing this yeah, up? Yeah, you guys have perfected fries. I'm sure you've perfected gravy. Add some cheese curds. How hard is that? It's like, you know what? Like, Wisconsin's like, yeah, we got cheese curds. But you can't make a good poutine there. I'm like, what's wrong with that? How did you screw up poutine? It's, it's like, so hard to do. And then you want to know what's insane? There's a Tim Hortons in Glasgow. Yeah. You... What the weirdest place to have a Tim Hortons? The middle of freaking Scotland, right? Okay, and my sisters both went there when they were up there, and they were like, "We got like an ice cap, it doesn't taste the same. We got an apple fritter, it does not taste the same. None of it tastes the same. It all tastes like crap." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh boy!" It's like, yeah, I get Tim Hortons coffee sucks, but when it sucks more than our coffee, <laughs> how did you screw up Tim Hortons coffee? It's like, man, it's. How did you, how did you somehow manage to mess up something that's already pretty messed up? Yeah. What's even better is when you go to like other places and you say double double. They're like, what? That? Like, like, sorry. Um, what's that? It's like, oh. Yeah. Sorry. Um, two cream, two sugar, and like New Zealand, Australia, like we don't do cream. Like, um, two milk. Ah, oh, yeah, we got that for you. <laughs> kind of a pussy, though, for putting in uh, cream in you. It's like, it's like, dang it, yes, but give me cream. Yeah, it's the only thing I know at this point. <laughs> I have so much, like, uh, like, just like Canadian slang in general. I was teaching my American cousins some. They were like, they were like, why, are, why do you have words for that? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, you say we're just like you, but really we're no like our i think canadian slang is so amazing okay what's your favorite canadian slang just to rip out on people oh to rip out on people i think it's less of the slang than it is like just pull out a random canadian like a really canadianized sentence where you just start like getting in like your real canadian accent right you just start like you drop the a-bomb it doesn't really matter yeah like they start getting messed up when you start talking to canadian Accent. Oh, buddy, I know the Canadian accent. Because like, once, because once you start doing it, right? But like they, they, they oh, don't. No, no, it, it freaks them all out. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, I'm just from California. Like, stop, like, what do you, like, why do you sound so weird? But then you got bust out. Like, if you can ever pull off a Newfie accent, oh, love it. <laughs> like, like in the patch, you work with so many Newfies. So like, I started calling people bye. How you doing there, bye? And like. Oh, geez, I'm sorry they're Newfies. I didn't mean to take it, but I just took it. Oh, man. Newfies, Newfies are 
What would be like an American association? There is no, nowhere else in the world has their association. Maybe Tasmania to Australia, but like there's nowhere else that. No, because it's like you can't even say like rednecks in like the U.S. or like newbies here. Because that's not true. No, because newbies are just their own breed. Yeah. Like, I want to say, like, Maine in the U.S. No, Maine is Maine. so weirdly, like, disassociated. <laughs> maybe they're Alaska? That, maybe. Because, I mean, who sounds like Sarah Palin, right? Yeah, no, uh, like, maybe Minnesotans, but... But, like, uh, yeah, Minnesotans are also... Like, there's there's some states that I'm like, we could just subjugate them into Canada. We could. Yeah, like, we could trade off Vancouver. We could take Minnesota and North Dakota. It's like, hey, if you want to take, like, Lower land BC, or like just that little part of BC that has like the most amount of people. No, 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 we don't want to give up Kelowna, man. Otherwise, Albertans don't know where vacation They'll be lost. Okay, fair enough. Uh, like, they could like, take Vancouver. You, yeah, if you could take like Van City and like just Van City and then like maybe just go south a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you just take whatever's there. There. Just, like scoop that. Scoop that, scoop that into Oregon. Yeah. And then like give us that equivalent in like, um, North Dakota, South Dakota, and we'll take and and Minnesota. Minnesota, maybe Montana too. We'll we'll talk about we, it. Yeah, we could probably toss in Montana as well. Like any of like really any of like, the northern states, you yeah. subjugate them into Canada, and nothing would be different. No, they'd just be like, oh, okay, like we're not American. This sucks. They would like ride a little, but then they'd be like, oh, now we can just be patriotic, patriotic about Canada. And now, now all now we get important. <laughs> Now we get good Tim Hortons. Now we, now we don't get the crappy Tim Hortons. Now we get the good Tim Hortons, which is arguably still not okay. No, because <laughs> McDonald's makes way better coffee. coffee. And that's, you want to know what? That's just the truth. And I just love hearing everybody explain it away, right? Yeah. Where they're like, Tim Hortons, like the old Tim Hortons coffee when it was nice, is now the Tim, is now the McDonald's coffee that we drink. Yeah. And I'm like, see, that makes sense. Because like when I'm, when I'm drinking Tim Hortons Double Double, I'm drinking it with while I'm eating something. I'm like, I feel like I'm drinking tired. Yeah. But when I'm drinking like t- when I'm drinking a McDonald's double double and I'm having a, a McGriddle, I'm like, this complements it well. It so does. Except for when they don't like mix in the sugar and cream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I had one yesterday, which is like, oh, this is black until I get to the bottom when it's nothing but sugar and cream. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, when they don't mix it in well, it just tastes so. So terrible. Yeah. It's like, I try to be, like, overly polite, so they'll just, like, they'll take care of it for yeah. me. It's just like, please, please just make it really nice. Yeah. But you still get the bad ones. Yeah. Why me? Yeah, at least in Canada. I think that's another thing um, with, uh, with, like, entitlement. Oh, yeah. We're brutal for it. Oh, we're brutal for it. But at the same time, it, there's a difference between young people entitlement and old people entitlement. Old, young people entitlement, I go back to the counter and I'm like, hey, like, you know, there's just a little bit of a mistake here. And, like, I'd really like it if I could get it fixed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, and that's like, what we do. Yeah. But then you get old people entitlement. It's, like, pa- it's either really passive aggressive or way too aggressive. Yeah, it's like, okay. Oh, man. Like, when I was working in Lloyd Minster, I watched, an, like, a suburban mom freak out at this poor, like, 16-year-old oh, McDonald's no. employee. Like, I want to save you so bad, but I can't right now because I just can't take the chance on you, this lady, ripping my face off. Like, yikes. Yeah, so I just, like, got my order and I was like, I'm so sorry about that. Just, like, trying to hold in the tears. I'm like, 
just go take a break, man. Like, it's okay. It's like, I don't care if your manager asks, want to find me. I'll yeah. tell them the entire story about what went down. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like suburb. It's like once you get to like the 40 mark. Yeah. Right now in Canada, you get a lot of people who are like self entitled to like everything. They don't do it in a way where they feel like, you know, I paid for this. Like, I really think that I should get this. That they deserve to give the best service. Yeah. It's, I paid for it. Or else. And if you mess it up, you want to know what? That's the corporation's fault. And that's definitely your fault. And you're putting a bad name for this corporation. I'm going to rage at you until you give me something better. Like, my grandparents, we were at... This is like a pretty much a travesty. Like I, I agree with them when they when they ask for something different. We were at Swish LA. They had they they found a bolt in their sandwich. A bolt? A bolt. Okay, and then you have every reason to freak out about that. Oh yeah. But for that you get two options and they didn't take either. It's either you be very kind and polite about it, or you go full ape shit. <laughs> but you know what? They chose the passive aggressive path. Oh no! Oh lord! It's like, yeah. I. It's like, excuse me. I found a bolt. Like, I didn't. I didn't know if you guys were like cooking bolts. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's fine. Like, if you don't want to like get another one, but like, I'm just saying, like, I'm like, I hate you with my grandparents right now. It's driving me insane. <sighs> I love that so much. Because <laughs> it's like, who gets the right, who's right in their mind to say, I don't know, like, I don't know if you're cooking in, I don't know if you're cooking in bolts into my meal. It's like, who, who thinks of that? Oh. oh, that's, you have to be an absolute genius. Absolute. And like, just to have the nuts to be like, yeah, this may or may not be a thing, but I don't want it. <laughs> of that i oh, don't know i love that it's amazing <laughs> i love telling that story to people because it's either they get really awkward and they're like oh man i hate boomers <laughs> or they just get a absolute kick out of it they're like i love boomers for this whole reason of these stories just for the stupid shit they pull <laughs> like, my dad bitches about boomers and he's like the ultimate boomer like always on social media and oh, yeah. bitching on like uh Global's news stuff on. Oh, yeah. I was just like, yes, I find this so cringy. Oh, my gosh. I love it when when old people try to make boomers happy. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's either going to go really, it's going to go either really weirdly, like, trying to be, like, as hip. Yeah, it's like trying to be hip and, like, trying to dance around the topic without giving their, like, real opinion. Or they're just going to give it to you straight. <laughs> oh, I love that about that generation. Because yeah. they, they, they still don't believe whatever we're preaching, but they're like, yeah, we'll agree with you just so we don't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, if there's, it's like with stuff like, um, like climate change. Like, I love listening to some people be on both sides of the issue. Yeah. They're just like, I mean, even I'm that way, but I don't like to come across that way, so I never talk about it. Like, you have people who are like, you know, like climate change, like it may happen, but you know what, you know, like Winnipeg's only getting colder, so I don't see what you're talking about. <laughs> and I'm like, 
well, that's not the point. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, stop. <laughs> oh. Or like when they're like, that Greta Thunberg girl, she's a, she's a real, uh, she's a real rascal, you know that? Yeah. It's like, the only reason she's down here is because she has Asperger's and <laughs> couldn't, didn't stop bitching to her parents. <laughs> like, oh my, like, oh my god, chill out, she's like 12 years old, give her, yeah. give her some space. <laughs> like, I don't care if she's going to be forgotten in 10 years. <laughs> I just don't, like, just let her speak for a little bit. Right? Yeah, just let her have her moment of fame and then, like, let her dip. Because it's like, you know what? If she's right, hey, she said something right. And if she's wrong, we're all going to laugh about it. We're all going to be in, like, ten years of, how dare you? <laughs> oh, man. Or I love, like, the boomer commentary of, well, it's cold outside, and anyone that's preaching for climate, or, like, climate change, oh, yeah, they got to shut that's like a third of the population just died today. Oh my gosh, dude. I, I love that. I love when you say that. Because it just brings back like all of these different commentaries of like just different things in the past that people have tried to think. Where it's like this really like, straw man argument and it's just like your move. <laughs> it's like the the your move atheist meme. Like <laughs> As much as I, as much as I totally believe, you know, in Christianity, I love your move atheist memes and then your move Christian memes, dude. Because it's just, it's so stupid. Oh, yeah, because it's just like throwing rocks at each other and just seeing who can it's throw just the like, biggest rock. It's like someone, like, sends a text message and it's like, God, is like, yo, God, you there? It's like, God's like, yeah, I'm here. And it's like, your move atheist. And I'm like, what the? <laughs> what does this mean? It's like, what does this even mean? And it's like, oh man, I just love some of these dumb, dumb memes that have come out this past decade. Oh man, when, when they did a meme rewind, I was like, we have developed memes to a weird. Remember when they were deep fried and they were just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a weird month, <laughs> dude. And then like, okay, I like to I like to chronologize it like this. At the beginning, it was like, um, meme like top bottom text. Funny picture, relatable. Yeah. And then it went to like, you know, video memes and stuff like that. And then it went back to picture memes and it was all about just being weird. Yeah. And then it went to like deep fried E <laughs> moments and like just like really weird stuff. And then it decided to take another ship and it kept it being deep fried and it kept it being weird, but it kept, but it started changing back into relatable content. Yeah. But like, like stuff that we like, just love. Like, I don't know why there was a video and I was watching it. I think it was about like or something. And it was like the beginning of the day. It was like, oh, look at this meme I made. It's like, I call it like silly salamander. It's like a salamander with like a funny background. It's like, <laughs> uh, says something really funny. And then he's like, okay, here's what you gotta do. Take a really creepy background, put it in these really creepy people, and then put it me and the boys at 2 a.m. looking for bees. <laughs> and I'm like, I laughed so hard at that, and then after, I just kind of took a sit, I took a seater, and I'm like, why am I laughing? This is because this is so relatable. Because it's just so relatable. Because I just need my beans at 2.30. <laughs> or like, the, or that one meme where he's like, I was in the, or I, I had some beans and I was watching Cars 2. <laughs> in the theaters. <laughs> and then some group of black teenagers go up and yell this. Eating beans. 
It's like humor is so dumb. It is. My hum our humor is broken from the E era. Oh yeah. That when we went back to relatable comedy, it wasn't even relatable. You're like, I I feel that in my soul. <laughs> and now we're back to like dumb like relatable comedy. It's like the you remember back in the day where they had um like in cable television when you went to the channel that didn't have anything it was like big static yeah it's like someone took a picture of that and then they put the caption they're like me when i wake up or me when or my head when i wake up after a <laughs> nap and i'm like well, no but I'm you're like, like oh and then i just kind of think about it I'm like Whoa. <laughs> i'm like this newfound knowledge is breaking my brain <laughs> Oh man, so many good memes in the last decade. But I mean, like the one that really got me going was the. Well, I didn't realize that rage comics were like the OG meme until it was too late. But the uh, obsessed girlfriend meme. Oh, loved wow. it. Back in the day, 2012. Oh my goodness. What was Jared doing in 2012? Being an absolute weirdo. That's what you're doing. Oh yeah, no, I'm the same way. As like. Man, it's amazing I had any friends at that point, because I was such a weird kid. <laughs> like, I found a video of me in 20... Is that 2010 or... 20, no, it was 2012. And it was me and my friend doing Just Dance. And... <laughs> and my sister was filming. And I realized it. So I went up to the camera, and I was like... Nah! <laughs> and I tried to eat the camera. I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> my, how did I have that? back then why did i have anyone at that point because i'm like that's so weird so weird oh man just like some of the like i love having like the facebook uh throwbacks like the only reason i have facebook is so my old relatives know what i'm doing when i post on instagram yeah and like so i can see what i did like in 2010 oh I was, like man. oh so cringy but i love it oh, but i love looking at myself back then <laughs> like when they, when everybody was like oh look at the decade in review i was like i'm gonna do that on my story but for every year. yeah so i did it and i look back i'm like i hate every single year until about 2017 yeah once you hit 2017 for me, where it's like my set, I'm, I'm 17, I'm going 18, I'm like, man, oh man, I, I'm like, I slimmed out, I look so much better, and I actually acclimatized to, to society. I mean, it, some of it takes a little longer. Uh, so I did my, like, decade in review, as you did, and like, it's like, mullet in grade nine. Woo! Oh yeah, that was some good stuff. That must have been, that was 2012, I believe. Like, Ooh, oh, yes. yeah, and I think I was in grade 10. So, like, I didn't get on the social cues until, like, I was 18 or 19. I was like, oh, yeah, that's how society works. Oh, man. I'm glad I finally figured this out. <laughs> oh, like, I have a couple friends that um, that were homeschooled. They went to high school. And, like, one of them is the best, best friend. And, like, dude, the, the dude, like, looks cool. Like, the dude, like, he's like, sick. You never would have guessed that. You would, you would never guess that he was a homeschooler. And then I have another one of my friends. He was also really weird. And then he came to our school. And he was already kind of acclimatizing to, like, regular life. And then, like, by the end, like, when we all graduated together, we were all, like, acclimatized human beings to society. <laughs> and we were like, I wonder what would happen if you guys just stayed in homeschool. <laughs> like, oh, I feel so bad for you. Oh, man. Because there's some homeschool people that you're like, oh, I never realized you were homeschooled. Yeah. But then there's some where you're just like, you're wearing a jean, a jean dress. I know you're homeschooled. Man. Yeah, like, so, Sophia, like, she's one of those people, you talk to her, like, 
she seemed like she should have been homeschooled, but she wasn't. No. But she just happened to be lucky enough to go to high school, because otherwise she'd be totally out. Oh, man, that's true. Man, I, I love just posing the question to people, like, if you were homeschooled, what would you end up like? I just look at me, I'm like, I would have never ended up in my, the place I did. I would, like, oh yeah, oh, it, it's scary. <laughs> it's like, ugh. like, I don't want to, like, I would have been this, like, little Baptist boy, and I'm like, ugh. I'm like, I never would have grew out my hair, I never would have gotten tattoos, I'm like, that's so weird. Yeah, for me, it would have been, I would have been one of two things, so, uh, my parents divorced, so if I, like, homeschooled my dad, I'd be like just this weird trailer park kid <laughs> who is like really into acting. There you go. Or I would be this redneck who just like never left the farm and just like smoking and drinking. There you that's, go. That's what it would be. <laughs> oh my god. Man, I I just love like thinking about it so much. And oh my my friends, I'm so glad that they changed. Like, we had, like, this group of, like, four guys. We were all best friends. And then it downgraded to three. You would have thought it was the homeschooler or the homeschoolers being kind of weird and kind of being left out of the group. No, it was the kid I grew up with. He's, like, and he just got so into, like, anime and shit like that. <laughs> Yo, kid got, it was such a weave in high school. I love the kid to bits. Like, he's one of my, he used to be one of my best friends. But he got so into anime, I was, like, kind of chill out <laughs> he was like yeah i'm gonna draw anime when i'm older and i'm gonna i'm gonna like develop games and i'm like he was like <laughs> he was playing like some of those like dating sim type oh no i'm like Yo, that's when you know they've gone too far <laughs> i'm like oh god oh, no. like oh god this kid and like i haven't seen him in like a year and i and i just always think he's like holed up at home but he works at the chamois <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's always terrible. man. Like, so how long you've been out of high school for what two years now? Yeah. Okay, okay. So like, that's always the question. Like, what would you do if you just like listened to like seventeen year old you who was like, yeah, I've got all these dreams and ambitions. It's like, like what if you listened to that kid and you just went with it? Oh, man, it's like darkest timeline right there. I like me and my friends. We didn't really know what we were gonna do out of high school, so we were all just like, oh, good years. I don't know. But um, for him, it was like, man, gonna be a thing. It's like it'd be more darker if I went with like what I wanted to be in like grade nine. It was like a like a scientist or like something in the sciences. I'm like, I don't, I didn't even do that. Like I did really well in science, but I never did homework very well. So imagine putting that on me, right? <laughs> before I learned to appreciate school, it's like if there's anything that I've learned outside of school, it's that. If I were to go back into school, I think I could actually do the work because I've been able to work a job. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like there's lots of people that just have a great work ethic or like they're forced to have a great work, work ethic because they're like, I can't just put my parents. And especially like in my, in like the Asian community, a lot of the Filipinos at my school are workaholic. Oh, man. Filipinos are insane. I'm like, how? I'm like, I may be Filipino. I may be as smart as you, but damn, I cannot work as hard. Yeah. You are amazing, and I don't want to be you. Yeah, no, like, I worked with a Filipino, Brandon, and that guy was 48, 49, 
that guy would show me up and I'm at 23 at the prime of my life and he's just like going along doing his thing, smoking his cigarettes whenever he needed them. He's like, how are you in such good shape? He's like, I don't know. I just, I just do my thing. I'm like, all right, pal. He's like, whatever. It's like, dang, frick. Okay. Yeah. And it's, and like being out of school for like almost two years now, it, it's just, I feel like, cause I'm going to go back to college. Right. I'm like, I feel like now I'm actually going to appreciate the work I do because I've worked a real job where I've done work, work that I'm like, I would rather be doing schoolwork than I have to sit outside in a negative 30 day watching people set up a freaking hot tub. <laughs> okay. No, so I'm going to like counter that. Cause like I stopped, like I pipelined, I've done all the really gritty work. Yeah. I miss the hell out of like working outside of minus 30 and like complaining about it all day long. It was okay. Like, we were talking about complaining about it all day long. That's something I love. Yeah. But like, you, you just kind of miss something about it. Like I'm in school. Like I just, I want to complain. I want to like feel gritty. I want to feel cold. I want to feel tired. I don't it's, feel that anymore. It's almost like an inherent thing of like, I want to feel more man. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh my gosh. I, I have done, there's like a college humor sketch where they, where they talk about, you know, Oh, being like really, really straight. Like the guys that walk around, you know, doing air drums and like trying to find studs in the wall. Like, there's a stud here. You want to make something. This is like really overly straight, like nut caps and stuff like that. And I was watching that video the other day and I'm like, Dang, I'm I'm either trying to act too much like a dad or I'm trying to act too straight. Yeah, it's not like, cause like you could be straight, but once you start acting really really straight, kind of like it, it, everyone knows. Everyone knows. I'm like, hey, do you guys like uh, do you guys know how to like handle tools? Like, yeah, do you guys want to really drill over? Like, we're gonna drill into the wall. We're gonna get a couple things down. Like, I I created a contraption that's gonna keep the TV up. Like, we're gonna do all that. Like, you, you want to help in trying to fix my basement? I'm trying to get all things. I like thought about it the other day. I'm like. I'm falling into that trap. Yeah, right? And like, sometimes it's spooky. You're like, oh, jeez, I'm, I'm becoming my father. It's like, oh, no. It's like, I'm becoming, I'm becoming, uh, I'm becoming dad-ish. Yeah. Without being a dad. And I'm like, no. <laughs> so, okay. So, like, I think I was a like, grade 10 or 11. My dad bought me the new white balances. Oh. Crisp. Oh, yes. And I was just like, dad, no. Like, they're so comfortable, man. And like, I didn't wear them for such a long time. But then once you wear them. And then you, once you wear them, I threw them on the one time for uh, at camp. Yeah. And to wash dishes, I was like, oh, sweet baby Jesus. These are the greatest things in the world. So I wore them inside the camp kitchen I was working at all yeah. summer. Like, no, no, no. Like, this is how we roll. Yeah. One of my friends, he was bringing that up. Like, he wore, he wore like, uh, Air Monarchs in high school. And... He was telling me about it. He was like, I started wearing them and I just can't go back. He's like, I've been wearing, I, I wear Yeezys and stuff like that, but I will never disrespect the Air Monarchs. Right? I'm like, whoa, <laughs> they're so comfortable. I like, I want to go get myself a pair, but I can't bring myself to. I need to wait until I'm in that dad phase where like, I don't want to get jeans anymore. Or no, I want to get like really good pairs of jeans. Get yourself some Levi's. Get me some Levi's and also get me a couple good pairs of like chinos and khakis. Mm. because you know that i'm gonna be wearing that all the time your boy's gonna be tucking in the polo shirt oh yeah it's like i'm trying to look as stylish as i can now so that when i look back i'm like okay i looked really nice but then once i hit like 40 or 50 i'm like yeah you can't do that anymore no no you're gonna move to like move to sweaters like learn how to dress your age while still looking hip as hip fresh oh yeah like 
that's that's what I try and aim to do. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. Like, I've been trying to figure out, like, I was looking through your Instagram, trying to pull some stuff up on you. You turned out to be a really easy interview, but so I was like, what stuff can we talk about? And it's just like, oh, man, we're going to talk about his style because that is fresh and that is tight. Dude, I do, yeah, like, uh, my dad, when I was growing up, he used to feed into me, like, hey, you need to look good. Like, you need to, you need to be presentable. And for me, it, like, I didn't really think about it at first until I started realizing, like, oh, this is actually a really important part of just the Yeah. See, and I never got that speech. I was just like, it's close. Yeah. And I was just like, there was one day, I was like, Huh, if I ever want to get a girlfriend, I should dress nicer. <laughs> so like, yeah, I started uh, I started getting into like dress pants and like fitted suits and mm. and overcoats and and like good hoodies. I'm not talking about like some trashy hoodies that like have like some weird design on them. Like I'm talking about good, good like, quality good, hoodies. Good quality hoodies that like look nice and look fresh. Um, I started getting into like actually wearing like jeans that that fit and that weren't too short or mm-hmm. like that were like just short enough that like I could wear my blundstones with them like good shoes and things yeah. like that like I started getting into all of that in like the, like the years out of high school and like I just I just love the response of people they're like Andrew you have a really good style and I'm yeah. like now if you met me 10 years ago no go I think I look like an idiot and like I still like I'll see high school friends from time to time it's just like oh yeah I'm still wearing band shirts flannel and I might look good still. Yeah, it's, it's like, like it's like those little changes. Yeah, and it's like even with the style landscape, like I have I have my really formal style and then I have my really laid back style, and you ha- and you have to kind of like rest yourself on the spectrum, and it's like man shirts and flannel back in the day was like oh I'm a skater and now it's like hey like that's just some fresh style that is on. as long as it's like a good band shirt it's not like you know just classic nirvana yeah i picked this up at walmart so yeah it's like hey i got i got this uh walmart tea of like uh, zeppelin zeppelin pink floyd and it's not any of pink floyd's uh other albums it's just specifically dark side (laughs) right like dang like i see that stuff like i want it i want to buy that because i love that album but i can't wear it and i look like a freaking poser yeah i you have to buy like the good band shirts like there's a lot of good band shirts. I think the best ones are like the tour shirts. Oh yeah, absolutely. You spend like thirty-five bucks, forty bucks on that. Oh, but mm. you, but then like you wear it and you're just like, yeah, like I could probably resell this for fifty if yeah. I wanted, like years down the line. Oh yeah. Especially for like those people who have the seventies, the seventies stuff. Yeah. They can sell that for like hundred bucks. Well, and so that's where I'm at. It's like I have a bunch of band t-shirts. That's like a lot of them are still in decent shape, but are these bands gonna be big enough and recognizable enough to make any money? I hope there's some niche old people that love this, because otherwise I'm not making a dime. <laughs> yeah, the whole underground scene of of music is great, oh. and I think band shirts just band shirts taking off has really been an awesome thing. Yeah, it's like it's really made style very wide. Hmm. Um, I think to me, band shirts have taken over like skater. Oh yeah, absolutely. The one rough thing, though, is you'll see, I've actually had this where it's like, you see a cute girl wearing, like, a Nirvana shirt, it's like, I'm a big Nirvana fan, she must be a big Nirvana fan, and you're like, yo, what's your favorite Nirvana song? I just like the t-shirt, like, no, no, no poser, (laughs) you were the chosen one, (laughs) 
You're supposed to destroy this. <laughs> oh, broke my heart. She is so cute. Oh, man. Now she's gone. And now she's gone. I, my, you know what's funny? Kendra, my twin, uh, she took some of my band shirts to England with her. And she bought a couple while she's there. And she was, she's so dedicated to not being a poser that she listened to all of the albums and now has actual opinions on the songs. Dang. I'm like, dang. I'm like, I, I really turned my sister. Because, <laughs> like, she turned me into someone to actually appreciate pop. I used to never like pop. But now I'm like, if there's a good pop hook, I'm like, oh, dang. Dang, someone spent some time on this. It's, I respect them. It's like, this is, I'm like, even if this is, like, produced, like, this is real. Yeah. I'm like, I can, I can dive to this. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is something I can vibe to. Yeah. But, like, I turned my sister into, like, a rockhead. Nice. And it was, and, like, she was, she was on a podcast, like, out where her Bible college is at. And the podcast people ask people, like, what's your favorite songs? And I think, like, three out of her five favorite songs were, like, rock bands that I'd showed her. And it's just, like, you know, some of the bigger ones, right? Yeah. She's, like, Pink Floyd, uh, Chili Peppers, um, things like that. But I was just, like, my heart is just so happy that my sister has taken that on. Oh, yeah. No, it's like, it warms your heart a little. Like, my sister, every now and then, would come up with, like, so what do you think of the Arctic Monkeys? I'm like, yo, I've seen them. They're complete dicks. But man, they know how to jive. So, oh. yeah. Yeah. I can listen to some of these bands, and I'm like, I really like this. Yeah. But it's also, like, I found myself going back to, like, some of the albums that I was listening to in high school. It was like, why did I listen to this? Like, I'm so cringy for listening to this and, like, believing the message behind these songs. Like, ugh. Like, yeah. it's a good song, but you're like, oh. It's, I know a lot of people that, when they went into, like, the emo phase and stuff like that, emo rock, honestly, some of it's laps oh yeah but the message behind it is so sad so sad we're just really cringy you're like oh you poor soul <laughs> yeah, it's like yikes like why did i listen to this yeah. or like it's really sad when it's like oh sh like you're 38 and you wrote this yeah. or or it's like you're 38 and you're still performing this yeah no, no. so like i've got a ton of respect for blink 182 because yeah. they're like 49 50 now and they're still performing like first date, and, like, all these classics, <laughs> and it's like, yes, I love it. <laughs> What's my age again, hearing that from those guys? Like, yeah, you're definitely too old for this, but, man, this is ever jive. It's, and it's great because, like, rock bands, especially, like, the old guys, like, they're still performing all the songs that they perform when they're younger. Yeah. But it's either they brought them down, like, two steps so they can sing it, or they're trying to sing it in the, in the old key, and they're nailing it, and I'm like, you're like 70, 80. Yeah. I'm like, you should not be able to do that. Like, watching Jimmy Page when he was doing the final Zeppelin concert in like uh, 2008, oh. at the O2. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's... you're like 70 at this point. Still ripping. And he's still ripping harder than I can. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, cool. I guess I'll never be that great. It's like, uh, how are you still able to like do all of that? It's not like piano. No. Or like the trumpet. You're playing you're playing an axe and you're still ripping it hard. And like the fact that like that was almost a three and a half hour concert, wasn't it not? Yeah, that was like really long. Like they played like what, twenty, thirty songs? Yeah, and like they hit all the big ones, plus cashmere and stairway, which are both like twelve minutes when they're oh, live. And well, oh, I think the best part of that concert was 
I want to say it was Jason Bonham. Oh, yeah. Like, listening to that guy go ahead and play it like his dad, I'm like, oh, that's... Like, yeah, you want to go respect to the legend, go respect your dad like that. It's like, that's... You... Oh, it was beautiful. And being able to see... And it's funny, because, like, you look at all the band members right now, I mean, aside from John Bonham, um, you look at them, and you're like, yeah, you look your age. You look at John Paul Jones. Yeah. I'm like... John Paul Jones, you look like you're, like, 56, not 70-something. Yeah, like, some of those dudes just don't age. And it, it's scary. Oh, that. yeah. But then there's some people where I think they're just really old, and then they just kind of see that age. Like, uh, who's that one? Uh, there's the one R&B singer with, like, the mess, like, face. Um, he looked, he's looked old for ages. No, it's not Miles Davis. not an R&B singer. He's, like, he's a trumpeter. Like he still looked weird, but yeah, I'm pretty um, sure he's dead at this point. Yeah, too. I'm pretty sure he's dead too. Um, oh, I want to say it starts like an F, but I can't remember what it is. But yeah, it's just like things like that where they just look old when they're young. Yeah. Like um. Okay, but that's like a real Asian thing too, where just like all of a sudden, like they're 40, 40 years old, and one day, and they just age all of a sudden. Like, yo, what, what happened to you? Oh, what happened to you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man, there was someone else I was thinking of that has like the weird age thing as well. Um, oh, um, David Gilmore. When I listen to him young, I think he's old. Oh yeah. And then when I listen to him live when he's old, I'm like, oh, I thought this was like the regular recording. I don't know why, man. <laughs> like I love Pink Floyd, but holy crap, this is just so good. It's just too too good. Yeah. Man, well that if if that doesn't seem like a natural end to a podcast, it really, I don't know what not at all. We have fifteen seconds left. We actually went over by half an hour. That's beautiful. It really is. Thank you so much for coming on. I loved it. Uh best wishes to everyone and have a wonderful night.